Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scores. Nathan McKinnon, call J.T. Comfer, 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog, collective hugs, 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast for this Wednesday episode presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. AJ, we've been ranking some of the things throughout the central division, whether it's the teams overall, their prospects, their X factors, a couple of those things over the past couple of weeks. Now it's time to get into one of the areas that is not really either of our expertise goalie tandems. It's a bit of an interesting situation. I think there are some of the best goalie tandems in the league in this division and a lot of question marks as well. Is there anything that really stands out to you for any of these teams? Honestly, when you said things that were not our expertise, I thought you were going to say butts. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a great is, is that might be an area of expertise. <laughs> I was, I was seriously, I was like, he's going to say butts. He's going to say butts, and then you were like goalies, <laughs> and I'm like, also true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what stands out for these teams? Uh, I would say that there are two teams in the central division whose tandems I'm very comfortable with one team whose tandem I like, and then there are four teams who are either known quantities with low ceilings or unknown quantities where you're just taking a chance and hoping for the best. I I think that's fair. We ended yesterday's episode on prospects with the Avalanche as the top rank. On today's episode, unfortunately, <laughs> we're going to be starting with them as the bottom-ranked goalie tandem in the division. Yeah. And that's not a knock on them. Their tandem may well end up being solid. It's just there's a lot of question marks there for me. Right. It it could it it could easily be uh if if you look at this tandem it could easily pass up certainly Minnesota yeah Winnipeg maybe even Winnipeg St. Louis, St. Louis and maybe yeah. even Chicago 
depending yeah, on how think- things depending on how things go. Like Chicago's is we'll get to Chicago and they have a fascinating tandem. Uh but with Colorado, you you like that both of these guys are good ages. You're not great. It's not like there's a super young tandem that they're gonna run for five years. You know, it's not it's not like that. But with Grubauer at 27 and Francis at 29, these guys are both in their primes. You're gonna you're going to get the best of what these guys have to offer. And I like that. Yeah. Um the the question is Grubauer has never proven himself to be a long-term number one starter. He's done it in stretches. He did it in Washington, he did it last year in Colorado, but he hasn't had that full season as quote unquote the guy. And it's- uh, Francis has two NHL games played and is the most unknown goaltender in the Central Division this season. And just by far, yeah. And just because you just don't know anything about he's a totally unknown quantity, that opens up the possibility that he could be absolutely terrible. And yeah, we don't know that, but that's why we have Colorado last. Certainly, and that question mark could go the other way. Maybe <laughs> Francis is just unbelievably hot, right. and maybe he's one awesome. of the best tandems. Right? You don't know, and not knowing, it's hard to rank them any higher than the bottom because otherwise, you're just guessing. Right? It's it's unknowns with both Grubauer and Francis. We don't know Grubauer as a starter. We don't know Francis at all as an NHL goaltender. We just don't know. And being realistic and honest, you can't place that that group higher than. Six teams that have at least one known quantity. Right. I agree with that. It's beyond that. It, it is a bit interesting that you mentioned Grubauer has done the starter gig-ish in stretches. Mm-hmm. In both of those years, a lot of his quality play came in the second half. Yeah. Last year, obviously, he picked it up in late January, February. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with Washington. Holtby struggled in the second half, and that's when Grubauer came in. So I I wonder maybe he's a bit of a slow starter, something like that, or or it takes a bit for him to find his rhythm. And once he does, it, it seems like he can be a, a quality goaltender. Yeah, uh, certainly something to consider because those first couple of months count in the standings just yeah, as much. Right, exactly. Uh, so th- the abs are going to need him to not be that. <laughs> I sure hope not, man. <laughs> uh, they need him to at least be serviceable not asking you to light the world on fire but don't don't drop out of contention and need something crazy to get back into it right it, you have to keep them in it you don't have to be amazing like we've covered before they have a very solid core that they're expecting a lot of offense out of this year so you just have to be able to to keep the goal count to a limited number where you can outscore the other team absolutely the one solace of finding the app at the bottom of this list is right next to them is the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. They have the known quantity in Devin Dubnik and really Alex Stalock, the backup, is pretty well known as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just that there's a whole lot of average going on there. There's not a whole lot special you're going to get. Right. And with Dubnik, you know, he had the amazing 40 games when he first showed up. Yeah. Uh, and then ever since then, just kind of like a league average goaltender and consistency matters and that's great but realistically we haven't seen that really high end out of him since that one year and so you kind of know you're comfortable with what you're getting uh and at 32 years old 
or I'm sorry, at 33 years old and with Staylock at 32 years old and Staylock, same, same thing. Like you're, you're getting 900 ish goaltending out of him most of the time. Right. It's, it's fine for a backup. Yeah. It's, but... it's fine. It, that's the thing. Yeah. Like it's fine. And with, exactly. with Staylock is, is he's a known quantity, his age. Uh, and he's so cheap. He's so cheap at, at 785 K as a bag, he's one of the cheap, he'll be one of the cheapest backups in the entire NHL. And I mean, he making, he making 200 K less than Pavel Francis, for example. Yep. <laughs> Which is funny to think about <laughs> your career. Your career has gotten you nothing. Alex Staylock. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just a really low end pairing. Like, it really is. The goalies are totally unpredictable, so I guess there, there's always the possibility that one of these guys absolutely goes off. Uh, but that's also true for Colorado's guys. And Colorado's right. guys could, I think, with a solid a solid starter year, uh, Colorado's tandem easily leaps Minnesota. I, I mean, by December, we could be talking about... We look back on this list, and we were like, LOL, Colorado was last, LOL, LOL, LOL. Because it's <laughs> it's got that it, the tandem does have that kind of potential to jump up there. It's right. just unknown. I, and on the exact opposite, Minnesota's both of them are as well known in their current positions as they really can be. The ceiling is just pretty low. Yeah, I I agree with that. If if Colorado's tandem gets significantly better over the year, you would say, okay, this is surprising, but it wasn't out of the realm of expectation. If one of Minnesota's goalies just gets wicked hot and is playing unbelievably, that would be really surprising because you'd be asking where this came from. They have never shown this in their long NHL careers at this point. Right. Like, it's not it's not something that's consistently stuck around for long enough for you to be like, this is real. Yeah, exactly. So this and with the team in front of them, you're really not like the defense is the strong suit. So that's the good part of it. Um, you expect the coaching staff to be better, yep. just given Boudreaux's history, uh, but it, it's really <laughs> not a very good team in front of them. It's an okay team. It's not a team you're expecting quite the same goal support as you are from the Avs. For sure, and you're going to need, I think I think they're going to need the kind of goaltending that Dallas got last year in order to get to, to break into that postseason party. Yeah, to be honest, I just don't see that team even. I mean, it's the Central, so no one's ever out of it, but I expect them to not really be in the playoff picture. I, you know, if Matt Dumba's healthy, I think he's such a such a lightning rod for them. Maybe I'm just a really big believer in, in his talent, but I think he could be a total, uh, I don't want to say it because it's not a t- it's not time for that transition yet. <laughs> it could be a yeah, total it could be a total franchise altering type of player for them. Nice. I tap dance around. Close it. enough. Close enough. Well, it may not be time for that transition, but I can tell you if Matt Dumba is that type of player, it's gonna make me want to drink. 
So it's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. I'm sure many of you have already tried it. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a light-hearted Kolsch ale, but for for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer, and make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We have all of our events planned up on there. You can RSVP, come out and have a good time, and drink Breck beers with us at all of them. That's going to do it for segment one here. We have five more teams to go through their goalie tandems coming up in segment two and three. If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines. I find them extremely helpful in ha- helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. Second segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast with Nathan and AJ. We're talking goalies. Next up for me is the Winnipeg Jets as the fifth place team as far as tandems are concerned. Not super sure on Laurent Brassois, their backup. He's Mm -hmm. not had the greatest career, but had a career year last season. Phenomenal last year. Right. Like one of the best backups last year and was a major reason that the Jets made the postseason at all. Right. And then you have their starter, Connor Hellebuck, who before last season got signed to a large contract and then immediately came back down to earth. Yeah, was a Vesna contender. Uh, and rightfully so, was amazing two years ago, has been one of the top goaltending prospects uh, for the last several years, finally broke in, had a good first year as a backup, and then kind of an iffy first year as a starter, really broke out two years ago when it looked like the Jets were going to honestly win the Stanley Cup. They were so good. (laughs) Uh, And then really kind of came back down to earth last year, but I think I think more has been made of Hellebuck than was necessary. Like he came back down and was sort of in the Grubauer range. Yeah. Uh not like oh he was he was god awful. You're not talking about like Corey Schneider struggling to have a 900 save percentage here. Uh he was he still had a 913 which not great for a guy that's going to play 63 games. That really needs to be more in the 920 range, especially yeah, given his contract. 
but again, this is a tandem that could easily we're we're giving into recency bias here. Hellebuck had a tough year. He did. And so we put them behind St. Louis because St. Louis just won the Stanley Cup on the back of unbelievable goaltending. It would not be fair to ignore that and be like, well, <laughs> you know, and we'll definitely get to it here next when we talk about Bennington and the Blues. But yeah, with Hellebuck, it's this is, a, again, a, a tandem that has the potential to make a big jump here. But it's going to be dependent on Hellebuck getting back to that Vesna level. He's he's seen it. Everybody believes he has it. He just has to go out and do it again, which sure. Easy for me to say, right? I'm not the guy trying to be one of the top five goaltenders in the NHL. Just go do it, kid. But if they get if they get even just a league average year out of Brassois and they get another high end year out of Hellebuck, the Jets are back. Right. I, I agree with that. I think the pressure is certainly on for Hellebuck, especially the yeah. Winnipeg Jets are a team that had essentially been looking for the goaltender that they needed since they moved back to Winnipeg. And that was supposed to be Hellebuck. It was Hellebuck two years ago. And that's why I think you see this this issue of Hellebuck still being a solid goaltender, but it gets blown up so much because they locked him into that contract. They need him to be that guy for them to have a real chance to contend. And he has to show it this year. If he struggles again this year, they're in trouble. It's it. The Jets have to be right about every dollar they spend. Right. More so than most teams. Uh, the combination of having to overpay to keep guys just because it's Winnipeg, it's a tougher market to convince players uh, to play for long term. And the fact that they aren't they aren't going to be a cap team. It's not a team that's going to break the bank every year. They've got to choose their money very, very wisely. And if you're going to pay six million dollars for a goaltender, you have to be right about that. Yeah, you have to be right about that. And they have very questionably spent some of their money in recent years. You know, as as much as I like Nikolai Ehlers as a player and as much as I believe that contract is excellent, you're talking about $6 million for a guy who has zero playoff goals in, in 21 playoff games the last two seasons. You're asking yeah. real questions about that. Like, you are you really do have to wonder. Uh, you know, Brian Little making $5 million until he's deep into his 30s is a very, very questionable way to spend money. They've got to be a solid player, a good three, probably a 3C at this point in his career, gives you 40 points a year, very reliable, solid veteran, good guy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can't pay that guy $5 million. They are paying him $700,000 more than the ads are going to pay Nazem Kadri this year. Right. So just, just for an example, just for comparison's sake here, They've got to be right about the money that they spend, and Hellebuck was a big investment for them. They gave him a six-year deal at six, a little over $6 million, right. and Just he looking, needs to live up to that. He, he really does. Looking at the rest of the league, there are six goalies that are getting paid more than Hellebuck, and all of them are significantly more established as NHL starters, including John Gibson, Flurry, Rask, Lundquist, Bobrovsky, and, of course, Price. Yeah. That's six guys that you take over Hellebuck 10 times out of 10, I think. So, well, maybe Lundquist, but other than that. And I'm I'm iffy on Flurry, just later career stuff, though. Right. The, the two older guys, you have a couple of questions about <laughs> yeah. longevity. but Right. That's the question. Not the talent. Certainly not. Yeah. So, so you really do. If Hellebuck can't live up to that level of goaltending for them, 
it could cause a lot of issues, as you already mentioned, with the other contracts they're paying as well. Very different problem than what you have in St. Louis, which is probably the biggest wild card of the whole division as far as goaltending is concerned. Yes, we've seen the incredible run from Jordan Bennington. Is that sustainable in any way for him? Is he going to fall off the cliff? Will he end up somewhere in between? Behind him, they are paying a ton of money to Jake Allen to be a backup simply because he just cannot be consistent enough to be a starter. Yeah. Jake, Jake Allen, man. <laughs> I what a what a what an interesting contract Jordan Bennington got, huh? Yeah, the two year. We're gonna give you fifty thousand more than Jake Allen, the guy who we have continued to try and give this job to, over and over and over and over and over, and we've seen like spurts of good play from him. We, you know, the a couple of years ago when they made the playoffs in 16, 17, remember they won their first round series against Minnesota because Jake Allen was unbelievable. Yep. And now Jake Allen is, you know, back to back seasons of just over 900 goaltending, 29 years old, two years left on his deal. Who is he? You still have no idea. You know, you he, they they gave him a four year contract uh, that, that he's currently on. He's halfway through it, and they don't know who Jake Allen is. And they had a, a revelation in Jordan Bennington. And with with Bennington, man, I mean, you got lucky. Like there's yeah. there's no other way to put that. Like they got really really lucky. This was a guy who. Had been, he'd had a solid career in the AHL. Like he'd had some moments. Uh, he had a, a really strong year when they loaned him to Providence in 17, 18. Yep. Uh, but, but no indications that he was going to destroy the NHL. Like goals be, against average under two. This right. <laughs> and, and have a nine twenty seven save percentage, which was like nine forty for a while. Yeah. And just was was outrageous, right? Like was outrageous. So yeah. I, you know, I'm. I we'll see with Bennington. He's I have him. I have them fourth. I have St. Louis fourth on this list. Just giving them credit for what has happened, but the uncertainty of Jake Allen. But it's also not like Jake Allen is god awful, right? Well, we don't we don't think. There's enough of a track record of him being better than that, that you think maybe there's some upside here still. Right. You're, you're still thinking maybe you can get a league average goaltender out of out of Jake Allen, but you're not you're not talking to yourself into him being a legit starter for you anymore. I he's the type of goaltender that the numbers are league average because he posts three shutouts and then Pete three sub eight hundred performances right. though. So that's he's very hot and cold that way. But yeah. you know, I mean that's three wins. That's right. your 500 goalie if you do that. So That's true. You know? <laughs> you you balance them out, right? Like you're like, "Oh boy. Drive up the first goal, put the other guy in." Like, I, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> just it's always tough. ready with a backup. <laughs> yeah, it, he makes life difficult for coaches, that's for sure. And with Bennington, you just don't know. We've seen guys have great runs before. Maybe not quite like what he just had, but you're still you're talking about 50 good games out of out of a guy uh, that has never shown glimpses of that before. 
Is so, his playoff numbers maybe a little bit more in line with what you expect over the long term with just a yeah. nine fourteen and a two fifty save percentage? Hey, even if they end up with that guy, like that's still great. Yeah. <laughs> had you had you told Blues fans a year ago that they were going to get a nine fourteen goaltender out of Jordan Bennington, they would have probably been excited about that. Right. Exactly, but is that a cup contending goaltender? <laughs> right. Mm. This is another pairing that has the, uh, an opportunity. I don't think it ha- it'll it'll go up much more than it already is. Yeah. Um. But I also don't think uh, that it it's like a. I don't know that there's like a major like a bottoming out. Yeah, I I think there's a slight chance of that with Bennington. Uh, you know. Yeah, I've, I've I'm, seen I, in the past goalies can just lose that. It's certainly possible that both of them fall apart. Uh, I just, boy, it just doesn't happen very often. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I think it probably falls somewhere in the middle of, he's not going to fall off the cliff. He's probably not the guy he was last regular season either. Right. But, and that puts them fairly middle of the pack uh, in the central division. Definitely. One more team for this segment. I think we might have our list a little bit differently here. Do you have Chicago or Dallas in the third spot? I have Chicago. Okay. I have Dallas in this spot. Okay. Uh, Well, let's pick one of them and we'll talk about it. Let's do Chicago first, just because I think they're both Corey Crawford, Robin Leonard, one-year deals. This is basically a transition year for them. While I think it is a very, very strong tandem, to transition with, mm-hmm. it does come down to Crawford being healthy. If you can run out there, Crawford, who's getting older, still strong, and then you have Robin Leonard as well, who just put up one of the best years of his career, and a lot of indications that he finally has his head on correctly and is, is trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, big thing with Leonard uh, playing behind Barry Trotz, uh, who took a, a very blah Islanders team and turned them into a defensive juggernaut uh, and, and Mitch Korn, one of the best goaltending coaches on planet earth last year with the Isles. So he's going from that to the absolute chaos and uncertainty. (laughs) That is the Chicago Blackhawks defense and goaltending. That's true. Uh, One thing I do think is interesting about this, this pairing is that it's almost a trio. Colin Delio was their backup last year, got a three year deal this summer. Yeah. And I think looks like the guy that they'd like to plan to be the backup. And they're going to give Robin Leonard every opportunity to kind of be their goaltender of the future, like platoon with Crawford this year. And if Crawford is healthy and he plays really well, then, Hey, you run it back. You're not, you don't tinker with freaking Colin Delia, (laughs) but you do it at a more cost appropriate tandem. Cause right now at $11 million, that's too much money for sure. It's way too much money at the goaltending position. So uh, I think with Leonard, you have your upside guy that could be your starter. Crawford, you have kind of your legacy guy who's been okay for you, has been hurt a lot, has, has really battled the last couple of years. You're you're trying to get him back, and you're trying to get back to the postseason. And, you know, both guys on one-year deals means that they're fighting for future contracts as well, not just present money, but future right. money. And so you're hoping to get the best out of those guys. And it's it's at least, at the very least, you could say this is a competitive situation, which uh, brings out the best in a lot of goaltenders. Yeah. I mean, two goaltenders that are certainly capable of high-end play and, and dragging teams to the playoffs in the past at times. Yeah. Uh, definitely a group that I... 
I like Crawford and I like Leonard. I like these two guys a lot. It's really going to be who separates because right. if they both, if you, if, if, if they make the postseason as like a seventh or eighth seed and these guys have been splitting all year, that's your nightmare. Right. Which one do you go with? Is <laughs> it because you're constantly going to be second guessing yourself. The team is constantly going to be second guessing itself. You know, it's teams and players. I don't want to say they play differently in front of, in front of uh, different goalies, but players play differently in front of solid situations, reliable situations. Yeah. Where they know this is our guy. This is going to be our guy. And hey, if I blow this assignment, this guy's got my back. And if you're if you don't know which goalie is going to be there at any given time, you're pressing a little bit more, you're making more mistakes, you're, you know, you're trying to play perfectly because you can't you don't feel comfortable relying on who's behind you. Because if they give up a goal, they might pull that guy in, go to a different guy. And now you're playing roulette throughout the entire postseason, and that's a disaster. So it's it's like the only downside. It was kind of like with Varley and Grubauer last year. You were spent the whole year being like, just please, one of you guys, just step up, take the job, and run away with it and make this easy. Grubauer eventually did, solved all that awkwardness, answered all those questions. Uh with Chicago, you really, especially with the contracts being what they are, both guys on one-year deals, they really need somebody to separate, and they they really have to hope that it's Robin Leonard. Yeah, yeah. If if he gets outplayed significantly by Crawford, that's a kind of a problem for them. Definitely, because then they've got to go back to the drawing board about what to do. Uh, for yeah. Crawford will be thirty-five at that point. It, yeah, it doesn't get any easier if it breaks that way well that's the t- bottom five in the na or in the central division we have the top two still left to come including for me one of the top five goalies i had in the entire league but first we got to pay a couple of bills with a 30 percent off deal that's right 30 30 percent off total beverage is giving the bsn family 30 percent off your entire purchase of 25 dollars or more use code bsn 2019 online or on the total beverage app which you can download today as you may or may not know total beverage delivers to most of the metro area from lakewood to boulder and aurora to brighton and they have the lowest prices in the state plus they now offer cbd products that's right from drinks to gummies you can enjoy cbd products on your next visit don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. And better yet, don't leave the comfort of your home and get it delivered. Cheers. We'll be back in segment three with the top two. Third and final segment of this goalie episode of the BSN Avalanche podcast. In second place, at least on AJ's list, is the Dallas Stars. Obviously, Ben Bishop has been a stud for them, and Anton Kudoman coming off of a very strong year. A couple of strong backup years in this Central Division, isn't it? Yeah, uh, with Dallas, I this is this is where I went heavy on the recency bias. Yeah. Also, ain't none of y'all can ever get me to stop loving Anton Kudobin. It's never <laughs> gonna happen. Okay, that is former Houston Arrow Anton Kudobin. He my guy. There you go. I love him forever. And now it sucks. I, I loved him from afar just fine when he was in Boston and Carolina. Uh, he had that one really random year where he was like in the AHL for Anaheim. 
and only played a couple of games for the dub. Like, and it made no sense. It was like, what is this? And then goes back to, to Boston and he's been really good ever since had a career year last year with the stars was essentially a platoon starter with them. Uh, and Ben Bishop, we've seen Ben Bishop when he's healthy. He's he's been very, very good in his career. Although last year was certainly like a different level. A whole nother level. For sure. We've <laughs> seen strong 920 performances out of this guy in the NHL before. It's just a matter of health for him. I, and that's where Kudobin comes in, right? If you get a guy who can play a significant amount of games and you can protect Bishop a bit, then you're looking incredibly strong in net. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were they were both insane last year. Like you have yeah. a 930 starter and a 920 backup, get out. <laughs> That's in two guys who are in their early 30s, like you're it's it's the same situation as Minnesota except the high end that right. Minnesota lacks is what Dallas had. It's the same thing. Age is always a factor, but certainly goalies more than any other position not at all uncommon to them get quality starts well into their late thirties. Yeah. Um, Bishop Bishop's size and injury history makes me real nervous is an about him aging. But for yeah. today, since this is the list that we're doing for True. today, I really like what Dallas has. And I really like what Jim Montgomery's team looked like last year because yeah. it was a, it was a system. It was a team that said, we're going to protect our goalie. It was very much Barry Trotzian in the way that they they set up to play low event hockey, not a lot of uh, high danger chances, not a lot of scoring chances either direction. Uh, try to win a lot of games two to one, and with the offense, with with the way that their forward core is built, uh, certainly last year, this year it's it's definitely more intriguing with Pavelski. Better, yeah. Um, yeah, but that that made all the sense in the world. Uh, this year with improved firepower up front, maybe open it up a little bit, right? On on the top six, at least you can you can cut them loose. You're probably still looking at a bottom six that's going to play that same way, which is which is good for them. I literally touched nothing. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of technical difficulties there with the mics, but we're back, and Ben yeah. Bishop is still injury prone. He's so. he's injury prone, like I am, like tech problem prone on this on this pod. <laughs> As you guys heard a couple of days ago when the first segment, I sounded like a psycho because my, for some reason, uh, the computer was recognizing the wrong microphone. <laughs> we, did, we, did, we didn't address this and nobody made any, nobody said anything for a podcast that historically gets feedback on everything that we do wrong. It was so weird. Nobody said anything to me <laughs> about it, except the girlfriend who was like, what's up with this first segment? You sound weird. And I was like, do I sound the same in the second segment? She's like, no, you sound great. Like, <laughs> so I'm assuming everybody was like, oh, okay, well, this, the rest of this is totally normal. So I, I appreciate everybody being cool about it, but that's totally what happened is that I have multiple microphones plugged in at all times. And for some reason, the wrong one got recognized. One. Yeah. And then just while we were talking about Ben Bishop, I was in the middle of talking about him being injury prone and how I don't trust a six foot seven goaltender with, multiple injury issues to sustain long-term and uh, my mic just randomly just stopped working. <laughs> the the magic of technology and sometimes trials and tribulations as well. Yeah. And it's, it's funny cause we're talking about this, but because you'll go through and edit this, 
It won't sound like anything. Yeah, there will just be like a quick cut to AJ yelling about how he didn't break his mic on purpose. Yes, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here. So and, and that's often how it feels when a goaltender just completely loses it and you don't know what happened and they've let in six goals. It's a perfect segue because you really don't know. You're like, what just happened? Yeah. This guy, this guy was dominant two nights ago. And now he can't stop anything. Like he getting beat like weak side with like like little wristers that are getting in under under his blocker, and you don't understand why. Right. It's imperceptible changes almost, and then the world just collapses on itself. It makes no sense, man. Yeah, I I agree. Goalies are just just strange creatures that it's, are really good at getting hit by pucks. Can you imagine trying to be a general manager? Ugh. And like your best laid plans, which include a goaltending tandem, where you're like, "Oh yeah, we'll give this a try," and not like it all it all goes south for no real reason, and you can't put your finger on it, you can't pin down exactly what it is, but you're just like, "What is this?" Yeah, that the Avs game last year against Vancouver, where they lost seven to six in overtime. If I'm Joe Sack, I'm just like, I quit. I'm Our done. first ever BSN Avalanche watch party at yeah. uh, Ice House Tavern, <laughs> right? Where the place is going bananas, and we had just released our three-headed monster shirt, and the three-headed monster showed up and lived up to its name that night. And McKinnon scored what should have been the game-winning goal with like a minute to go. Yeah, <laughs> and then they completely broke down on their defensive coverage and gave up a tying goal like 15 seconds later. And it was like what? And then and then they give up the the game winning goal was the overtime goal that like Derek Pouliot shot in off Gabe Bork, where you're like, that's what you lose on is like some you can't even be mad at anybody on that because nobody did anything wrong. It was just one of those goals <laughs> after a game of like crazy highlight real goals. That was that was like it was such a fun game to watch, and it was especially fun with a bunch of Abs fans who were super hyped up. But to lose that game was, it was very, very frustrating. Hurts the soul, for sure. It was the easiest F I gave any goaltender all year outside of that Winnipeg-Calgary back-to-back. Yeah, that was not even remotely close to. You could have put the shooter tutor in on that one. but You might have had a better chance that night, seriously, with the shooter tutor, because it was just, uh, it was so, that was a frustrating night, man. Okay, well, Dallas kind of got derailed there, but that's okay because the best defensive tandem in the division by a good bit, it's Nashville. Even with Pecorine's playoff question marks, extremely strong goalie, been a Vesna caliber goalie for a number of the past couple of years. And mm-hmm. then you back him up with one of the highest hyped younger backups in the league in Yusei Saros. Yeah, and you know, and UC Saros had a down year last year. Right, at a 915, a down year. <laughs> right, as a as a 915 goaltender, and you're like, what's wrong with UC Saros? Because the years before he had 920s. Right. And yeah. the, I mean the guy is the guy's nails. He's one of the best young backups uh in the NHL. I think he's one of the best young goaltenders in the NHL. And if you're looking for a reason to believe in, in Pavel Francouz, UC Saros is it. Very, very similar builds, very similar play styles. Uh, I think I think if you're trying to talk yourself into Pavel Francouz, you just say, hey, 
he's just five years older, but he's the same guy as UC Saros. Right. It's those athletic style goalies are always ones that I'm more partial to as well. But they do get affected by age a little bit more. Francis is still 29. Yeah. That's not a problem in the immediate future, though. And they are fun to watch. Those guys yeah. are just dominant, right? And you've got to be you've got to be an excellent athlete to make up for the fact that you're five foot eleven in net, right? It, because you just flat out don't cover as much space as a guy like Ben Bishop is going to. So you've got to figure out, okay, how am I gonna how am I gonna get in front of all these pucks? It's not. I mean, it's not like a math equation. You just got to be an amazing athlete, and that's where Soros really stands out. Is that he's he's awesome, man. I mean, his IQ and his athleticism, that combination, so 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 good. Right. I I'm fully with you there. It's they have to, especially with the glove. I mean, when you're five ten, there's a whole lot of corner to shoot at compared to Ben Bishop when there isn't any at all, even when he's in the butterfly. <laughs> but when you have that glove ability or that blocker ability to, to make those saves, not only does that make you an incredible athlete, it makes you look good in that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So you get the Cam Ward lifestyle, right? <laughs> All the flashy saves. That That's right. Make them look harder than they are sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. Well, and Randy but, does plenty of that too, where he you're does, just like, you yeah. could have just made the save dude. And instead he's like flopping around and like stacking the pads. And you're like, I don't know what's going through your mind right now, but you're you're stopping pucks, so I guess as long as it works, right? <laughs> it's like I guess I can't I can't criticize too much because you're stopping pucks, and that's your job. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna sit here and quabble too much with style when you're this effective, you jerk. And that's honestly what it comes down to. I mean, when you're looking around the league, as far as tandems are concerned, I think you might have a hard time picking one out better than Nashville. Boy, just. Off the looking, top of the head, yeah. yeah. Looking at him, I mean, it's really difficult to... Uh, I tell you, if, if both guys are playing at their absolute best, Arizona's tandem is great. Yeah, that's true. Anti Ranta and Darcy Kemper. Yeah. If, if both guys are playing out of their minds and doing things they've never done for a sustained period of time, they're they're really good. <laughs> that's a lot of ifs in that that's, statement. That's but... a lot of caveats. <laughs> Um, yeah, boy, I'm, I'm struggling to find one that off the top of my head, I really like more. Yeah. Um, I mean, Anaheim's with, um, uh, Gibson and Ryan, Ryan Miller is really good. If Miller can find some of his old form, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Miller's been all right. He's been solid, but not the star in the it making was, he once was supposed to be it's it's been it's been down from certainly his buffalo days but not not really that much honestly he's really he's been good for anaheim the last couple of years a little, little, little jealous of solid, that solid for sure they well any final thoughts on central division goaltenders then I hope six teams worth fall apart this year and <laughs> Philip Grubauer is the man. If that only because I love Philip Grubauer interviews because he doesn't say much, but he'll give you really blunt answers that will surprise you. And when they're good answers, they're great quotes. <laughs> but when they're not, you're just kind of like, well, I guess this is going in the locker room audio and I'm not writing a <laughs> Philip Grubauer story tonight. <laughs> 
but he has that potential, man. Sometimes he will he will say some stuff where you're just like, "Oh, all right, then. oh my, okay." I uh, there was there was an incident in the locker room last year where I uh, got shut down by an Avs defenseman, and Grubauer watched the whole thing, and he kind of just gave me like the the raised eyebrows and looked at me, and he goes, "That sucked." <laughs> and like in like that that like like deep Grubauer voice with the accent German and, accent yeah yeah Grubies I'm gonna miss Varley because Varley and I had developed a decent rapport um and and I liked talking to him and he was a pretty honest guy by the by the end there but uh, Gruby is Gruby is is a fun a fun dude to to talk to in his own right and and hey. I, get to know Pavel Francis who seemed like the world's biggest goofball. So I'm excited yeah, for that too. He's a character for sure. I had a little fun talking to him at Eagles locker room a few times, but either way, whatever all of these goaltenders do, you can definitely guarantee that that position is probably the most game changing position in the game. So it's time to tell you about some game changing coffee as well. Strava Craft is the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible, so check them out. This CBD infused coffee has taken away long term migraines, back pain, IBS, arthritis. It has helped decrease decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today, and you can get 20% off when you use code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. It's going to do it for us on this goalie episode of the BSN pod. We will be back for Thursday and Friday. I think you have Will Scouching coming on maybe on Friday, AJ? Uh, try to get him on sometime this week. Yeah. Uh, it'll either be tomorrow's show or Friday show. We're still trying to figure out scheduling and all that. Um, but if all goes well, um, we'll, we'll be, we'll be back on to break down the Avs draft class in his own unique, uh, his own unique way and to look around at probably the central division like we usually do. So there you go. You have that to look forward to and you will hear from us again tomorrow.